Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. Uh, taking over the host duties from wait, no, I normally do this. Never mind. Anyway, I'm doing the show. I mean, you don't have with to. My good... <laughs> no, no, I, I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> don't take my microphone away, please, genre, please. <laughs> mm. All right, all right. Well, and, we'll uh, let you keep it now, just for now. Oh, thank you, master. Thank you. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, yeah, and uh. Bringing up, uh, bringing up the 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 third part of the the, the mature adult part of this, I guess is Sue Timberlake. <laughs> You're never going to give that role to a Republican. What are you crazy? <laughs> uh, there there Don't are exceptions that prove the rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So we the we need someone to rebel against. So you yeah, adult. that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. good. I'm glad to be your your uh, not battering ram. I forget what that is. Never mind. Punching foil. Bag? Punching bag. Punching foil. bag. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Punching bag. Sacrificial lamb. Oh, join the people in my neighborhood. <laughs> don't tr- don't trust the man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Are those the people in your neighborhood, Sue? In your neighborhood. The man. In your neighborhood. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. The podcast hosted is a person in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be my friend? I don't think so. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, Maybe you guys, but not my neighbors. Some of them. Some of them don't mind so much, but it's a tough crowd here in Florence, yeah. Massachusetts. <laughs> well, it's it's you know it's like you used to say: don't trust anybody over seventy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened. I turned 70. It's like, oh my God, I would, I never trusted anybody over 30. And then all of a sudden, isn't one day. It, <laughs> isn't it funny how that number just kept cre- creeping up the older that the, the, <laughs> uh, the flower child generation got? Don't trust oh, anybody like, over 30, 40, yeah, 50, 65, 60. <laughs> 65's the new 40. Yeah, we just, huh. we do not want to give up our jobs and we do not want to retire. We, Seriously. you know, we just, it's we're just like this huge percentage of the population who came out entitled and are still entitled to this day. I, I will say Sue, um, I would have said that like 10 years ago, I have said that 10 years ago and five years. I I have said that a lot, but I think I've heard you on this show say that multiple times. Um, and no, I'm not going to make a super cut, but, uh, it's, it's it's kind of understandable now <laughs> unless yeah. you unless yeah, you unless so you're like a early boomer and you have a um a pension of some sort then yeah you're you, yeah. you are screwed like the rest of us i mean like <laughs> at least you have equity in a house yeah, yeah so you know? equity and you know we did all those things we changed all the laws and we you know got all this stuff done and and it's just slipped away. We didn't do it in a permanent way. 
You know, I, I apologize to my granddaughter all the time. It's like, I am so sorry. We thought we fixed this. <laughs> we did not. I didn't think that you thought you fixed it. I thought you just said, this is how it's going to be now. That's yeah. how that's how I really remember, like, the Reagan years. Hmm. You know, or like yeah, I'm the, thinking the more Clinton like the years. 60s and 70s and, you know. Jermaine Greer telling William F. Buckley Jr. that just because there's an escapee from the prison, it doesn't mean the prison doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like all the people that did all that work. And they're, you know, mm-hmm. Tina well, Turner passing oh, away. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. Man. Um well, you know, let's 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 give the 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 sixties and seventies boomers credits. We're we're not in Vietnam anymore. There's there's we're not fighting a war there. Um, (laughs) and, uh, technically the equal rights amendment did pass, uh, enough states to become uh, part of the constitution and even though it it hasn't been, but yeah. And, um, you know, uh, the boomers stopped that from happening. Yeah. We, uh, we legalized, uh, uh, you know, abortion rights and all kinds of stuff like that. So. Um. Yeah, you know, and, the and rights act. Yep, and he the Cold War. You know, the monopoly. Cold War is he over. You know, the hair trigger monopolies. The the hair. We haven't done that in decades, but the hair trigger nuclear uh, confrontation between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. That's not a thing anymore. So, yeah, I mean, you know, technically, oh, I see what you're doing, Mike. I get done. it. I yeah. get it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's a good joke. Yeah, a lot of near misses there. Yep. (laughs) It's it's like, hey, you know, those problems are gone, so success, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Once a democracy can't defend itself, isn't that what Bill Newman says? Yeah. It's a constant battle, Mm -hmm. and the battle is engaged at the moment. Yes. Um, and I'm tired, so it's time for you guys to take over. <laughs> we're all tired. Well, uh, context all stuff, tired. Mike? I was going to say, uh, well, if our listeners would like to take over or tell us what to talk about, we can certainly uh, try and accommodate you. And the way to contact us is very simple. Email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, that is, of course, our dedicated website, which has recordings of previous episodes of the show, uh, supplemental episodes and other good stuff, you know, links to things that John, we talk about that John refines, you know, so it's your one stop shopping for civil politics goodness. So definitely check that out. Um, oh, and just want to say uh, thank you to everybody who contributed to Valley Free Radio uh, during our fun drive last week. Uh, I think we made something like four grand or something like that, which is nice. Uh, yeah, you know, nothing we're going to complain about, I think. And uh, also, uh, a number of people have been uh, uh, getting things. The Apparently, we should have mentioned this last week, the station actually has like an Amazon wish list. Uh, so like it was specific equipment that we wanted to get, and people have been oh, buying yeah. stuff from that and donating. Oh, that's it cool. I didn't know that. Is yeah. that like a bridal list? Very nice. Basically. Yeah, yeah. effectively, yes, indeed. It's a, it's a registry. <laughs> I yeah, you know if you if if you want to um marry via Valley Free Radio go and you know or honor our our was it fifteen years genre I forget what you were saying uh, something like that eighteen years there. maybe it's, it's eighteen it started well it's twenty twenty three five that's eighteen years yeah good job Sue 18. 
also, if you do want to marry uh, Valley Free Radio, you just have to um, let us know how much the dowry is going to be, uh, and then we can then we can talk numbers. So, I'm hoping for some land in Aquitaine. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, uh, speaking of media and media appearances and doing things on a shoestring, you know, Valley Free Radio, we're a small, not-for-profit, all-volunteer organization. You know, we're, we're doing this, you know, on a wing and a prayer with, uh, uh, you know, whatever money we can get from listeners and so forth. Um, but I honestly don't think, I think we could have done just as well handling the rollout of Governor Ron DeSantis's presidential the formal announcement of his presidential campaign, uh, as uh, Elon Musk's Twitter did, uh, just the oh, other our day. volunteers would have knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, easy. My it wouldn't be too easy. much to ask them, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have. I don't think they would have volunteered for a presidential rollout, but well, they would also. Free speech. I'm, I'm <laughs> fairly certain it could be seen as in some way endorsing, and that would be an absolute violation of our 501c3 status. So, just to be clear, uh, I don't think much of Ron DeSantis, but Valley Free Radio as an organization and anybody else involved with it, you know, volunteers, programmers, Neutral. guests, like I, I speak for me, not not for them. So, you know, just Good helps point. to remember views and opinions. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Sue, uh, uh, you know, you aren't a huge fan of former President Trump. So uh, how on a scale of uh, zero to 10, how excited are you for Ron DeSantis running for president? <laughs> I, I love a good horse race. I have to say I love politics. So it's always great to have lots of people sure. in the race with different opinions. Uh, and he sure got some different ones. <laughs> <laughs> and he was yeah. in good company with Elon Musk. I just, you know, the yeah. two of them. It's like <laughs> two, two uh, awkward, two awkward guys. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. So, but um, what you know to yeah. put to do the announcement on Twitter. I mean, classical politicians. You have like photo ops and big crowds and great weather and balloons and cheering and you know optimism and all this stuff. And it was kind of, I guess it was for the first hour, it was very glitchy. So I yeah. didn't listen to it. I didn't, I didn't care to listen to it, but um, you know, I got snippets after the fact. Yeah. Not being a well, fan of Twitter. So, uh, well also, uh, you know, it, it didn't do anything new. It just was like, yeah. In fact, now I am formally telling the world what, you know, I told you I was going to tell you yesterday, you know, like I am going to announce my candidacy for the presidency. I am now announcing. Yeah, we already knew that, you know, because, you know, this is just for months. Like, he's been telling. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Telling us. Right. And, and and, you know, informally making it clear that he was going to do it and then saying we will announce. But like, OK, so if this is your kickoff event, it's uh, a, a glitchy audio only thing on a particular platform. You know, there's no visuals, there's no crowds, there's no nothing. And um, Elon, Elon Musk talked a lot, from what I understand. He had a lot to say. So. He always well, has a lot to say. He says a lot of things. 
Yeah, about himself. Well, he's uh, he's increasingly, it's clear, he's a very specific kind of person. <laughs> very um, specific, he, yes. It's yeah. very interesting that they played it, not that it was glitchy or they hadn't planned it well, but that there were so many people trying to log on that it brought the server to its knees. I thought maybe, maybe President Trump made a phone call to the Russians and said, can you just mess with the announcement of my opponent here is they could perfectly well have done a you know some sort of denial of service or something to to make it awful they didn't need to um i don't i agree with john i don't think they needed to i mean the the thing is that um the the funny thing is that they have like okay let's back up a bit for anybody that Mm -hmm. doesn't know twitter spaces is basically um you set up a twitter space Meaning, uh, you start a an audio conference. Uh, you it's like can, a huge vo- voice telephone conference call. It's like a it's like a party line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when one and one person. Oh, only I know one, what that is. Exactly. <laughs> so only one person can can talk, right? So everybody's we, listening. We had, the thing is that we had one when I was young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the thing is that they've had uh, spaces with more people. Than they had with DeSantis's campaign yeah. um, announcement. So the thing is that they had those announced those, those Twitter spaces with more people before Elon took over Twitter and fired a ton of engineers. <laughs> he ah, uh, so this is might be the engineers' revenge. The, the, I mean, so, it's it's because they you. If you if you're trying to run a fleet of cars, and you fire most of the mechanics, then you run them with maintenance problems. Exactly. That's I mean that's the thing. Like he he screwed up. He screwed up, and a Twitter was a stable platform. Like you know there were some issues, you know, but Twitter was mostly a stable platform when he took over and he fired like a bunch of the engineers he switched up like the api and he switched up some of the technology they use and everything like that it 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 started to just wear down and there wasn't anybody on call like there were there were a few times when i saw articles about twitter and at the bottom of these articles like from Polygon or The Verge or something like that, they said, we tried contacting Twitter, but they don't have a communications team. Yeah. Like, there's no one to talk to to get a comment. And so, like, uh, so this comes on. Their servers start melting down. They don't have enough people to, to handle it. Plus, there's audio issues. So I bet the people trying to run the thing didn't really understand what the hell is going on. So there's 20 minutes of just glitching, and they actually had to stop these Twitter space. So like they had to close down the line and reopen it. So yeah. everybody had to join back in. It yep. was insane. Like this is it was terrible. Um the thing is. I was just reading a article on Politico about it. Um, DeSantis supporters are not going to care. This is specifically a a thing that people will laugh about if they don't like DeSantis. Yeah, or Elon Musk. And, or Elon uh, Musk. Yeah, I think I it's. Uh, Mr. Musk retweeted somebody saying like, "Wow, this was a, a hugely embarrassing. You know, this is a fiasco." 
and he, you know, quote tweeted them. So he, you know, put a picture of of their quote of, of what they said in his posting, and he just said, "Yeah, but it's the number one news story in the world right now." And it's like, so you know, Elon Musk slips on banana peel, dropping anvil on his own head while you know soiling himself, and you know. <laughs> In front Everybody of reports it, <laughs> right? Exactly. In front of you know, you know, while uh, you know, in in front of you know, entire world, uh, and, in front of high school sweetheart, uh, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, as he's about to tell her parents he wants to marry her, whatever. You know, like the whole, like just an absolute comedy of of disaster in a rom com. You know, Elon Musk does all that, and so it's like, yeah, people are talking about it. And he's like, uh, you know, he's there like, you know, Martin Landau as Bela Lugosi in uh, uh, the Ed Wood movie, you know, like looking like funereal, like, you know, like he's 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 just about to die. And he's like, you know, Eddie, oh, these reporters are here to see me. They care. Bella, they're here to cover you getting released from a, you know, from a hospital for heroin overdose. And you look awful. This is you don't want this publicity. Eddie, all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Sounds like P.T. Barnum. Yeah. I mean, they're both carnival barkers. Yeah. Um, as long as they spell your name and right, I, that's and all I'm, good, right? <laughs> honestly, I think P.T. Barnum would probably do just as good a job running a software rocketry or car company now. As he was in, in, in his, like knowing what he knew at the time, knowing yes. what he knew from 120 years ago, you bet. Um, I would say, I will say that this, this event, um, it was like if it actually worked, it's not a bad idea. I know that we were talking about this be, like before the show, Sue. I think you were saying that it was, it was kind of What's a the, weird choice. What is the good yeah. idea buried in it? <laughs> The thing is that it's it's a it's a symbiotic thing. Different so, audience. Yeah, it's a like the Twitter Twitter's main user base now are people that would be receptive to to DeSantis's um, uh, message, uh, especially if people would like subscribe to Twitter Blue and everything like that. You have um, plus you have Elon Musk on there, so all of Elon Musk's toadies will will be on there listening to him, hanging on every his every word. Um, and the and and the thing is that like, you'd get a ton of press because this is the first time that someone has announced a presidential campaign on a a social media network. You know, like if this went off, if this went off well, it would have generated press. It would have been cheap because it's just a couple microphones and all the audio would be clipped and immediately shared all over Twitter. Now, what Twitter gets is the publicity and the user base. People that would wouldn't be signed up for Twitter would then sign up for Twitter because you have to be signed in to listen to Twitter spaces. So uh, DeSantis voters, DeSantis supporters would now have Twitter accounts. So that's, that increases the user base for Twitter. And it's the final thing is with both of them, it signals what Twitter stands for. 
and what and what who can go who is going to be who's going to have a spotlight on Twitter, um, which is apparently DeSantis now. That's those branding. Yeah. So it, it it there there are a lot of bonuses for um, doing it on Twitter, especially since in today in in today's like media market, doing like a big crowd and and everything. The only reason you do that is to get um like National, footage for yeah. for TV, like for commercials. That's pretty much it. Mm. It's not going. It's not going to move the needle any. Um, and plus everybody knew he was going to run anyway. So it's not like going to be huge news. It's not going to be like, Oh, look at this. You know, it's just, you know, so he saved a ton of money. Everybody knows he's running for president. And then his big, he can go to Iowa or something and just have a big like party there or whatever, you know? I think that's where he's headed. Do you remember when Amy, Klobuchar announced her run for president, you know, yeah, back in, in the 20. blizzard. Yeah, in the blizzard. <laughs> she had a, I, good, I she got a lot of press for that. Yeah. She got a lot of press for being in the blizzard. <laughs> it, it was honestly that was a good event. I watched I watched her speech. Um it, it was a it was a pretty good speech. And she was like, We're what is she, Minnesota? Minnesota, Wisconsin? yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, I think so. Minnesota, Minnesota, I think. So she's like, "Yeah, we're Minnesota. We we don't mind the cold." It was really funny, you know. Like it's yeah. Um, her her campaign was kind of like, eh, but the the start of it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is this wasn't a terrible idea. It was just it's terrible in the fact that the platform is just doo doo right now, uh, for so many reasons. And I just want to say. At the top, uh, Mike was saying the ways that you can contact us. He said his email. We don't have a Twitter anymore. <laughs> uh, recently. <laughs> recently we dropped it. Yeah. Because yeah, they changed, um, yeah. you said the API, the way they do the interface to it. Actually, I checked. We, we are still, uh, we were still auto posting from Mixcloud. Um, oh, interesting. But we weren't. Because our our show goes on Mixcloud as well, but uh, we were talking about it, and I was just like, I'm not comfortable like having the show on Twitter if this is what's what they're going to be doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not just a bad I'm platform. Sure. It's it's this they're they're showing that like their their first big event. Like with a with a special guest star on Twitter Spaces is DeSantis. Okay, yep. so you're showing us who you are, basically. Yep. And mm-hmm. I am not comfortable with that anymore. I'm going to like I have my personal Twitter, and I'm going to keep that because there are like I have some people that I can only talk to through like Twitter messages. Like that's how we talk. But um, we don't do. That. I don't need to do that on the civil politics Twitter. So we're shutting that down. Yeah, I like which it. Just fine with me. Yeah. You know, we 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 thought CNN was doing that when we were talking about the Trump town hall that was on CNN. Mm-hmm. But right. I was telling well before we came on the air that Nikki Haley set up for I think June sixth to do one, and I assume they're going to go right through all the candidates and Republican and Democrat. In which case, you know, that'll give everybody a chance to see folks in front of friendly crowds. I hope. I hope they do the same thing. They did with Trump. They give Biden a friendly crowd. 
because fair is fair. So. Yeah, I honestly, agree. it's knocking Trump out out in the beginning was pretty pretty smart if they're going to do a series. Yeah, well, I'll, we have, I'll, I'll uh, concede that point too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The de- the debate for my side for the Republicans, I think, is August for the presidential candidates. August of this and, year. Uh, yep. Yes. Yeah, the first one. Yeesh. Yep. I know it starts early, doesn't it? And um, somebody else was saying, you know, on the Democratic side, that RFK has twenty percent, and there's there's been two polls a month apart with him at you know close to twenty percent. Which case he'll get a spot on the debate stage if the rule is fifteen, which has has been in past years. So that'll be something. Biden will have to deal with him, I guess. Oh, he'll deal with them. F. Kennedy. I don't. I don't I don't think that's going to last very long. I think it's just a case of like, you know, what do you think of uh, Robert Kennedy, F. Kennedy Jr.? Like, oh, OK, like I know that name. You know, at this point, it's just like, have you heard of so and so? If you have, you know, you they can get something that, that yeah. that's yeah. all it is. But they are national polls. Those those weren't, you know, in Iowa or anything. Those were national polls. No, it, Did it, you see exactly. That? The name Robert Kennedy is still a name that is going to ring bells for people across the country. Oh, absolutely. Uh, That's how Arnold Schwarzenegger won the governorship in California. Sure. Uh, Sue, did you see um, like what how Marion Williamson was doing in those polls? Uh, I think it was nine, eight or nine. Mm. Yeah, they were on. um, I don't know what the threshold is. CBS or a Hmm. CNN poll. And I'm sorry, I forget which show. I just, you know, I sort of flip back because they go by it. And then you go, wait, what did that say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but over the air TV, it was mm-hmm. over the air TV. So, Well, at least there's going to be Democrat debates. That should be interesting. Um, well, unless Biden decides not to debate, he can, he doesn't, yeah. he could postpone it until, you know, yep. I don't know when, when's, when's New Hampshire? They They haven't really set the date for New Hampshire, have they? Well, I think the Democratic uh, is going to be South Carolina first. Well, that's what they said, but New Hampshire's uh, Sununu is saying that um, the Democrats in New Hampshire are not going to go along with that. Hmm. I was surprised. They were saying that. I mean, you know, the the Republican governor definitely knows what the Democrats in New Hampshire are going to (laughs) do. Well, he's definitely my first choice to turn to for info. Well, I mean, they were basically he was saying that the Republicans are sticking with their same thing, but that the um, Democrats were um, that the National Party was in a conflict with the New Hampshire Party. And as we all know, the parties set in the state set what happens for the state, you know, whether it's a caucus or primary or all that. So I can see how there'd be some authority in the New Hampshire. Plus, it says it in their constitution. The, the Democratic Party of New Hampshire, that they're first. So, I mean, good for I them. guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we will. Yeah, you South Carolina is, is currently of- scheduled for, uh, for February 3rd, and um, then on oh, February 6th right is be- Nevada and New Hampshire. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's what Biden wants, yeah. And they're trying to change the Iowa from a caucus. I think that's everybody's goal. But yeah. right now it's still sitting as a caucus. So yeah. <laughs> well, you know what else you know what else we'll see? We're going to see what our uh uh you know 
what PSA's promos and station announcements we have to make here on Valley Free Radio as we take a short break. <laughs> We're going to be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm doing the show still with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. And uh, yeah, so um, I guess there's a, a breaking news as we record this on Thursday evening uh, about uh, the negotiations between the Biden White House and uh, House Speaker McCarthy about uh, raising the U.S. national debt limit. Um, I got to say, uh, I'm I'm increasingly I've come around to the position, uh, as advocated, for example, by Senator Bernie Sanders, that the United States that the executive branch should just take the authority of the Fourteenth Amendment, which says the 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 federal debt shall not be questioned, um, and just continue to to issue treasury notes as necessary to keep the cash flow levels so that they can pay uh, they they can make the expenditures already uh, uh, authorized and indeed uh, directed by Congress. Because like like to me, the big concern over uh, the executive, you know, not worrying about like the debt limit. Is the 
the whole point of separation of powers is it keeps one branch of government from having too much power. And in particular, we want to avoid the executive having too much power. So Congress having the exclusive power of the purse saying this is what, you know, these are the laws and this is what we we will spend money on and which federal agencies can spend it and how they spend it and so forth is uh, at least, it, it, well, it can be, there are ways to get around it and ways it can fail us, but it is a significant structural check on the power of the president. And like one of the reasons why planned, the Iran- planful. Yeah, well, yeah. It's planful because that's how you do the budget, right? We we have right. a budget until October 1st of next year. Right. And then, well, you know, McCarthy's yeah. job is next October 1st. They're, they're, yeah. And instead they're, yeah, they've. Yeah. Well, and I, I agree with of, you. Well, one of the reasons why the Iran Contra scandal was such a big deal was because it was the Reagan administration saying, okay, Congress has said we may not spend money supporting the Contras in South America and, you know, telling us not to get involved. Okay, but we think they're wrong. So what we're going to do is we're going to do this criminal enterprise deal where we're going to illegally sell illegal weapons to a terrorist organ, to a terrorist government in Iran. Give the money to the Contras. Yep. And then the give the North. money to this criminal gang of drug smuggling terrorists out of Nicaragua. And it's like, wow. Okay, sure. Um, and that is absolutely uh, uh undermining the entire separation of powers. I mean, arguably, arguably, it's a seditious conspiracy. And uh, shout out to uh, the courts are giving... Arms. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Well, and shout out to uh, uh, the uh, U.S. judicial system for giving Oathkeeper Stuart Rhodes 18 years for his seditious conspiracy, his involvement in the January 6th insurrection. So good job there. Um but anyway, yeah. So uh, I, uh, this isn't the case. Congress has already authorized the the spending. You know, it's allocated the money. It's told the federal federal the agencies budget, they what they have to spend the and how to spend it. Exactly. Everybody so, signed off on it. Yep. And now they're coming back and saying nope. <laughs> right. Well, so so the issue here isn't isn't taking out debt to spend money that isn't authorized. It's taking out debt to maintain cash flow, which is. Uh, you know, governments aren't businesses, but it is somewhat akin to how businesses will get, you know, a commercial line of credit so that it's like, hey, we just spent a big bunch of money on ordering all these parts and supplies and whatever, but now we have to make payroll. We don't have enough in our bank account to make payroll this this week, but hey, we just borrow, you know, 12 grand from the bank, put it on our line of credit, and then as the money comes back in, we'll pay it down or whatever. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's the same kind of logic, and except for that, makes, we do accrue it because we always are negative. We never take in more than we spend, or we haven't for years. Well, that's true. Right, that's not why. since not, not since Bill Clinton's presidency. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, back when Democrats were, you know, actually took Republicans seriously in their concerns about balancing the budget, and so we did it. Hooray! You know, so yeah, but. Um, I think Kasich was in yeah, the um, in the Congress when that happened. He was on the Budget Committee. Bill Kasich. John Kasich. John Kasich. He's the governor sorry, of Ohio yeah. now, right? Isn't he? No, that's Mike yeah, Dewine but, now. Yeah, but Kasich was, Kasich? and he he yeah. he was one of the players. He was actually helped make it happen. 
Yeah. He and Clinton, and I forget who the, the third leader was, but Kasich was definitely in on that that budget adventure. So uh, first time in a long well, time. It, it would have been Newt Gingrich, or actually, if this was after he Newtie. was Speaker, it would have been uh, uh, everybody's favorite convicted pedophile, uh, oh, uh, Hastert. Dennis Hastert. <laughs> yep. Hastert, jeez. Yep. Oh, God. That's right. The the party that uh, that has embraced QAnon and its concerns about a uh, a secret cabal of sex offenders running the government and controlling the world and whatever is the party that gave us an actual multiple you know child rapist as Speaker of the House of Representatives. So yeah, but anyway, Sweet. that's that's get that's getting aside. That that's me getting in an absolutely partisan jab. I admit it freely. So but, let me um, just respond that an awful please? lot of people were friends with Epstein. Yeah, <laughs> and it's including and it's a certain. A certain President. somebody whose name rhymes with Clil Binton. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Prince Andrew. I mean, these horrible people. Who are they? Where did they come well, from? Yeah. I mean, Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew's an aristocrat. I mean, you know, I, I don't think we need to set up guillotines and have blood run on the street per se. But I mean, down with the aristos, man. You know. Yeah, we'll leave that up to the Brits. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, getting back to our shenanigans here. Um, so I I was saying all that to, to sort of lay the groundwork to, for Jamba to actually share the, the news with us about what's going on. But yeah, so uh, we're arguing about whether or not uh, the federal government can borrow the money it needs to keep the to, to keep uh, the cash flow flush. And I'm convinced that it makes sense to just say, yeah, we can, because you know, you've already told us we can spend this money, but uh, that hasn't been the way Congress has been playing it for a long time, and presidents have been going along with it, and President Biden doesn't seem to be breaking with that trend. Uh, and so what's the latest here, genre? Uh, you were just telling it to us, reading us the, the news story over the break. Right. Yes, so, we go into the holiday weekend. Um, as of now, and uh, we are recording on, the, on May 25th, Thursday the 25th. Um, as of this, and this was just posted in like nine fourteen. <laughs> um, so there are sources, and this is from Reuters. There are sources uh, that are close to close to what's what's happening, saying that there is a possible deal um, that is that is being made, and I would not be surprised if it was announced tomorrow. Uh, taking it out with the trash and everything. Um, Friday is trash day because. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. because everybody's going home, and it's it's when you put all the announcements you don't want people to pay attention to. Exactly. I learned that from the West Wing too. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, trash day. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, so right now, the the possible deal is it would increase funding discretionary funding on military and veterans while holding non-defense discretionary funding at current year levels. Uh, so that is, that is a very possible way that they're going to basically cut the budget because if you hold it at current year levels, that means like next year when things are just obviously going to be more expensive, you're not going to be able to spend as much. So that way Biden can say, no, we didn't have any budget cuts or anything and the and mccarthy can say no please don't 
don't take me out of my big office. I like my squishy chair. Because this is the only reason why he's doing this. Because he really, really wanted to be speaker. Well, and yeah, I think he genuinely, you know, hates spending money on the poor and, and you know, yeah. supports. I you honestly, know. honestly, I don't think that Kevin McCarthy would be fighting this hard if it wasn't for that. Oh, especially since he's being threatened. Oh, yeah. Probably not fighting this hard. No. Uh, Yeah. He would probably be grousing about it, but he wouldn't be like, like pushing whoever was speaker to to do this. Um, But because one of the deals was that any Republican can just call a vote to to kick him out. Yeah. Like he's he's beholden to the the radical right, the the specific Republicans. (laughs) The specific yes. kinds of Republicans. Um, this this past week, uh, the Democrats, a couple of Democrats, got together the problem solver Democrats, and they were saying that if Kevin McCarthy goes along with the um, not this deal, but with raising the debt limit, um, that they would vote to keep him Speaker. They they basically gave him a lifeline. Jesus. So he didn't have to. They didn't have to do this. So. Uh, um, the a second um source said just continuing the second a second source said the IRS funding is an open issue, um, but the main thrust is ensuring the agency executes the president's priorities, even if there is a small haircut or funding is moved around. Um, the Republicans really, really, really employees. hate the funding for the IRS. Uh, for the IRS, yeah, they really, really hate it. Um, and. That is good. That might be part of it. That the that um they might limit the uh the IRS funding that was approved what like last year I think. Um, side note: fifteen million dollars of that IRS funding went to researching if a IRS um, tax preparation program would be feasible. The uh, information. Well, came that's back. a waste of fifteen million dollars. Well, yes, it, of course it would be. It, it is, and the and the other part of it was gauging interest, and a lot of people, like seventy percent of respondents, said yes, I would be interested. Absolutely. So they're they're looking into developing a um, an IRS uh, official IRS tax preparation program, like like TurboTax yeah. or HR Block, and those companies yep. are very very upset about it. I just want to say yep. that because I'm I'm really happy about that. Um, <laughs> one step closer to uh, having your having your taxes pre filled out. One step. Let's go. Yep. Let's yep. get closer. Um, so the Could final deal. I mean, you know, polls first. <laughs> was saying well. One of you were talking. That's, I didn't know which one. Oh, I was just saying that you have to get rid of all those loopholes so that you can do it on the back of a postcard. Exactly. You know, that it's gotten so complicated that, I mean, the accountants don't even like it because, you know, it, and how it gets interpreted, you can't get a ruling out of the IRS. It's like this black box. It's it's really awful. Yeah. But, s- simple and, you know, sweet. Simple and I'm clean. I'm not sure. I, I, I know, John, or you like it when the government competes with yeah. Yeah. private sector. I don't really like it when the government IRS, if they started doing a tax prep program, but I'd like to see them make it simpler so anybody could do their taxes. I yeah. want them to do that because then it's free and the, and it, because they if have you, to figure it out. 
Well, if you use TurboTax, and this is getting, I just want to say that like a little bit, but like just the last thing, if you use TurboTax or H&R Block and their programs, they will, and it's, it's, they have to offer a free option for federal taxes. If it's not doing like any special stuff, you just want to submit the taxes. They have to offer free. However, when you're going through that, and I went through that this year, they keep putting buttons saying, do you want to upgrade? Do you want to upgrade? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And I almost clicked it. I almost clicked yeah. the wrong thing. And that would have cost me 40 bucks. So yeah. that is that is some predatory stuff. And if the IRS had their own tax preparation program and they said, this is just for simple taxes. So if you need to itemize or something like that, then you have to go to an accountant then you would there wouldn't be the danger of someone um clicking and and upgrading and and spending more money when they didn't have to that's that's the thing that i that i really like um, i know i agree monetize governments monetize if you tried to do like i forget what it is but we did we did a license or maybe it was an oil special oil fuel oil license and if you do it online this extra 10 bucks yeah, you know because they have to process your credit card, and it they have little fees that they bury in there. They, the governments are not, you know, they're not above board either. You know, they 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 play tricks on you too. It's not you can the, only do it this way. It's not the same so, thing. But I think the 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 issue is quite simply that um, uh, going to a tax preparer is uh, it's a significant investment of time and energy and you know there's also the fee you actually pay them even if it's not especially big um and the whole point of it is like you're just reporting to the irs what it already knows because for most people all they have to report on their taxes is this payroll this is yeah this is what i got paid and the irs already knows that so in other countries Quite often what happens is, you you know, they're like, hey, this is, you know, the, you know, you get a postcard from the from the tax agency so or whatever you're, saying you're even because you paid just the right amount over the course of the year. Thank right. You. Or <laughs> here's what we have on file for you. If this is yeah. accurate, you know, tick the box and mail this back to us. If it and we'll isn't send you the check yeah. or or. Or, you know, or if you owe us, include a check or, or if it's all fine, then then whatever, you know. But if it's if there's a, you know, a material inaccuracy, if it's not like, well, I actually got twelve dollars and ninety eight cents in interest and not twelve ninety five, you know, whatever, you know. But if it's like, oh, uh, actually, I started a second job and so I have an extra forty thousand dollars in income, which for some reason you don't seem to know about or whatever, you know, like that's it's that's a, a different whole different state. issue. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's uh, uh, that's how it works in a lot of other countries. And so, you know, tax day isn't a big stressful thing for them. And I I completely agree. Like, you know, as the child of an investment banker, as I've more than once mentioned on the show, you know, like I've you know, my parents set up trusts for themselves and like I just got paperwork from from the bank. Uh, that they're finally closing out my mom's personal trust, you know, two and a half years after she died, 
uh, nearly three years after she died because they finally, you know, they've done all the paperwork and they've gone through all the, the steps and whatever. Everything's cleared, yeah. Everything's right. been paid out of the estates and trusts that needed to right. be. And, and, yeah. and so, yeah, my taxes are going to be more complicated than most people's. And that's fine. I am happy to pay an accountant to help me to make sure that I'm paying my fair share into the treasury to keep, you know, funding, uh, you know, the EPA to protect our waterways and, uh, you know, the Postal Service and, and keeping the roads clear and, you know, and even sending, say, you know, some military aid to the people of Ukraine as they try not to be conquered by the Russians. You know, like, I, I'm I'm good with all that. And I'm happy to pay taxes to enjoy the benefits of living in a wealthy, organized, and prosperous society. But um, yeah, the IRS can and should be much, much easier for most people to deal with. So so going back to the uh, debt ceiling, I just want to finish this up. Um, Please do. Sorry. <laughs> the uh, So the... We do have a basically the the deadline that everybody's working with is June first. Um, the The House and the Senate are basically gone for the for the week, um, but mm-hmm. everybody has been told if there's a deal, then you have to come back. Uh, so hopefully that won't take everybody very long. So hopefully they're just at home and they they're not like going on trips or anything like that. So. The deal right now looks like there there could be limits on the IRS. There could be limits um, on uh, spending in the future. And non government and non military discretionary funds would be like housing and stuff like that. You know, um, SNAP and TANF SNAP. and other yeah, things exactly. to make sure WIC. make sure we don't Medicare, have hungry hungry Social children Security. in this country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Housing, education. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Medicare and Social Security aren't discretionary. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, they're um, not. No. Yeah, they have to be funded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Medicare, Medicaid. Actually, Medicare and Social Security are non-discretionary spending. I think Medicaid Medic- is also non-discretionary, is but discretionary. it might. Don't be surprised. Yeah, but housing and education that helps the poor. Uh, yeah. yeah, housing and education would be uh, are, are discretionary. Um, housing, education, you know. Uh, like I said, environmental enforcement, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Department FDA, of Justice. The, well, Department of Justice, prosecuting Homeland Security. fascists. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Border Patrol and, and, and ICE, I mean, okay, that's not so bad considering how terrible they are, but, you know, um, yeah. But Biden caved. I mean, the bottom line is Biden is letting them change how they do the budget as a promise instead of waiting till they come up with a budget for October 1st. But he's getting two years. So that's good for the debt ceiling. It might be the two years is the thing, but yeah. 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 The 14th Amendment. I kind of like that solution, even though I think it would screw the markets. Well, I think the markets would be okay with it. Yeah, what the markets sorry, would definitely saying? be okay with stability. Yeah, stability. Yes, like yeah, we wouldn't have to birds. do this, you know, um, if they yeah, didn't yeah. have to worry about passing legislation to increase the debt ceiling. The markets would be just fine with that. Yeah, 
And the bond rating agencies have been looking at us this month, thinking about downgrading. So I mean, why not? This is they're playing they're playing chicken with the with the world, like money, like everybody's money, literally everybody's money. Like that's yes, this is it, it's it's exhausting. It's just exhausting. I agree. And I, I, yeah, I hate it, it for purely selfish reasons. Yeah, well, what it, it's a waste of time. It is. It's <laughs> a waste of time too. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of everybody's worry and everything. We've got enough on our backs to worry about. Oh, um, that's the other thing I, that I forgot. The White House is considering scaling back its plan to boost funding at the IRS to hire more auditors and target wealthy Americans. Uh, yep. Because that, that is something the Republicans have been hammering on. They really hate that. They really, really hate that the the fact that people are are getting more uh, there there are more auditors, so their benefactors will get will get audited the only, more. The only thing worse than cheating on your taxes is getting caught cheating on your taxes. Exactly. <laughs> so it, they they were putting out ads saying like, oh, they're gonna hire more auditors to to hit regular Americans. Like, no, they're not. Yeah, actually, no, they they not. were showing that the IRS right now because they don't have enough auditors, they pick really simple tax returns, people that make like under sixty thousand dollars a year to audit, and it's oh, like thirty percent because they got to the make audit, their numbers. Yeah, well, because they they don't have the people to do a complicated one, so they just yeah they just they're picking on you know us poor Americans that are you know. Well, they got they got to make their metrics. Yeah, they got to make their metrics. It's like, well, we review X percent of returns. It's like, well, these complicated ones take a long time, but we can do five simple ones in the same amount of time. So that, you know, boosts our numbers. So so people at the bottom end of the scale are getting hammered. So, oh, boy. So I think they should take those auditors and put them on the on, you know, even if they only do one tax return a year. They they should put them on the folks that because folks like Trump they you know they play with the numbers like there's no tomorrow. So I as as Trump's personal attorney Michael Cohen testified before Congress. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I I completely agree and um, uh, yeah so we're all we're all in favor of like using the you know citing the authority of the Fourteenth Amendment and just continuing to to pay the the government's bills without. I think they should get rid of it once and for all. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, nobody else in the civilized world does it from what I understand. No industrialized nation has the two bites of the apple for Congress. It's like you do the budget. If the president signs it, it's done and you're done. That's it. So yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. crazy. This isn't about governing. You know, this isn't about like, okay, well, we've got a country, we've got to run it, we've got things to do. Like, this isn't about like advancing an a, an agenda that actually, you know, for the nation. This is about, well, we're going to try and protect the wealth of our donors and we're going to try and monkey wrench what the Democrats are doing because they're the other team and we want to be in charge. And, you know, the more we can, the more we can make them look bad the better it is for us you know it's it's After kind all, of the my party of, voted for it three times under trump without a peep yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and it's the same kind of thing that uh it's the reverse of uh what elon musk did on twitter it's like well you know 
yeah, it was a complete disaster, but I did it and people are paying attention, so it's good. You know? <laughs> Stop wasting our time, government. Small and efficient. Please. Should be small and efficient. <laughs> huh. Or smaller, anyways. There's definitely... <laughs> We we could use we could use some trimming at the Department of Defense. So. Definitely, I'd be down with that. <laughs> I was thinking Congress. I was thinking Congress, but okay. Next time they do this, they should stop paying Congress. The minute they get a default on the just just cut off those paychecks, that'll make them behave. Anyway, yeah, they'll vote for that. <laughs> Anyway, I hear the music, so we got to wrap it up tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us for Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and then OK Asia at midnight. We've got a podcast of this show that'll be out on all the various streaming services tomorrow morning. And we got a repeat broadcast Monday afternoons at 4. So I hope you're listening to us all over again. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.